We have um, a really cool guy coming to speak to us. His name is Leo and he's from Jubilee Church, London. To speak to you about being persistent in prayer, because I know it's a, it's a difficult topic, prayer. Some people here are prayer warriors. Some people here don't really have a prayer life. Some people pray once a week and so on. But I want you guys to know just from the off that God doesn't love you because of how many times you pray. Amen? God loves you because he loves you and because of who you are. So I just want you to get that message right across from the start that God loves you no matter how many times you pray. But I'm hoping after this seminar, it will help you to cultivate a more productive and persistent prayer life. Do you guys mind if I read a passage from the Bible real quick? Okay, lovely. So if you have your Bibles with you or if you have your phones, if you could go to Luke chapter 18. I'm going to read from verse 1. And it's the parable of the persistent widow. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I never fear God nor respect man, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I'm going to pray real quick. If you could bow your heads, close your eyes, that'd be fantastic. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to speak your word, to share your word, to share your truth, Lord. I just thank you, Father, that you would speak through me and that all that is said right now, Lord, would be from you. And that, Father, you will penetrate the hearts and minds of every young person here that would turn them all into prayer warriors. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Okay, so... Persistence. When I think about persistence, uh, I think about many different words like consistent. I think about constant and unrelenting and being non-stop and never giving up. That's the thing that really stuck with me is, is never giving up. And I was reminded and thinking about the boy at school. And I was thinking about the boy at school who from year seven has liked this girl. And he's like this girl for a number of years. So from year 7 to year 10, he's been infatuated by this girl. And he gets to year 11, and now the courage has built up. You know, he's got a little size now. Yeah, he's got a little bit bigger, a bit broader shoulders, and he's feeling good. His tie's in place, and he's good to go. So he sees the girl, uh, her name's Susan. And he sees, he, 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 sees, he sees Susan down the corridor. And he sees her and thinks, okay, this is my chance. So he, he kind of walks by her, you know, just walks by her. Little cat. You saw the London walk from TJ the other day, you know, kind of, yeah? Walks past her. And he stops. And he says, Susan. <laughs> he says, do you believe in love at first sight? Oh, no. Or should I walk by again? I cannot believe the guy said that. 
she rolls her eyes and walks off with her friends and thinks this guy's a problem. So the afternoon comes and he sees her in the canteen. So he thinks, I'm not giving up on this one. So he sees her bold as a lion. He sees her walk with the girls at the canteen area and he, he kind of, you know, sits down and says, you know, do you like my shirt? And she says, yeah, he says, touch it. You know what's coming. And she touches it and she says, he says, you know that's boyfriend material, right? Now, I know cheese. When I smell that thing, I know cheese. And this is some cheesy chat-up lines. And the girl, in actual fact, she's kind of, she wants to laugh, but she doesn't want to show she's interested. You know them ones? You know, play hard to get, girls. So he doesn't give up. Morning's gone by, the afternoon's gone by, and, and now the evening's here, and, 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 and after school, you know, at the bus stop and that, and the chicken and chip shop, you know how it goes. Well, in London, that's how it kind of works. And he sees her again, and, and this guy does not give up. I mean, he must have a book or must research on Google about chat-up lines, the first hundred chat-up lines. So he just goes up, and he doesn't give up. He goes up to her again. You're thinking, don't do it, bro. But he goes up to her, and he says, I wish he didn't. But he says, have you got Wi-Fi? Because I feel a real strong connection here. And I'm thinking to myself, she actually, at this point, she actually laughs. I mean, she laughs because she's laughing at one, because he's so silly. But two, he's actually kind of cute. Yeah, oh. So now she laughs, but now, listen, now they have a conversation. This is a real conversation. And they're starting to speak, and actually, a connection's being, being created here. So they exchange uh, Insta accounts and Snap accounts. You know how that goes. Start following each other, start messaging, and they start speaking regularly throughout the year and, and building on a real good friendship. And then it's prom time. Who just recently went to their prom? Anyone? Okay. Well, prom times is, is an important time. I know a lot of planning goes into prom wear, you know, the dresses and the suits and everyone's trying to look good. And that's all good. And he wants to, he wants to ask her to be his prom date. Now, the cheesy chat lines are gone now. They're all gone now. Because so, he's put a relationship over that year, over that term, the whole term. And he goes up to her, and, and, and in, in, you know, they're just talking, and he says, you know, I would love it if you could, you know, be my prom date. You know, he's kind of a bit nervous, you know. And she, she looks at him, and she pauses, and... Who watches Love Island? Anyone watch Love Island? All right. So there's this island that they get sent to. There's this island they get sent to called Castle Amor, or something like that. And, 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 and when the guy comes back, he, he's kind of nervous and he doesn't know whether his girlfriend that he had before has been recoupled. Well, it's that kind of moment because he's kind of waiting for that answer. And then she kind of says, yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, can we give that guy a round of applause for a second, please? Because this guy, he's been working tireless, tirelessly pursuing this girl, consistently, unrelentlessly pursuing her and he finally got his reward at the end. And yeah, they became boyfriend and girlfriend. 
and developed a relationship that was, was kind of special. And that's what it looks like really when we look at our prayer life and we say, what does this thing look like? How do I build my relationship with God? How do I become someone who, who is quite persistent and unrelenting in my pursuit of God and my relationship with God? So I thought, let me just break it down for you real quick so that you guys can understand. I thought it'd be good for us to look at what the meaning of prayer is. So that's the first point, the meaning of prayer. Because prayer is a conversation with God. Okay? It's a conversation with God if we go to the next slide, that'd be great. It's a conversation with God that creates a connection with God that enables communion with God. Now, I'll explain what that means. A conversation with God is, is where you're speaking to God and you're, you're talking to him, but it's not just a one-way thing. You're actually hearing from God as well. The connection is that you actually feel comfortable being in the presence of God and you're starting to connect. There's a heart connection with God. Your hearts are connected. You're connected to God's heart. And thereby, you're able to have communion with God where you're building a relationship and you're sharing your innermost thoughts and feelings with God Almighty. Let me break that down for you. I've been married this year for eight years. Yeah? But before I got married, I had to have a conversation with a girl. And it was an alpha course, actually. I know it sounds crazy. But I met my wife at an alpha course. And I remember seeing her walk in and thinking, ooh, she looked good. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to get to chat to her? So I saw her sitting on a row behind me, and, and, and I saw a guy there that I knew behind me, and, and I kind of was talking to this guy, but yet my, I had one eye on him and one eye on the girl. And I'm talking to him, going, yeah, I'm not really interested in what he's saying. I'm hoping she sees me. And I'm talking to this guy, and I'm smiling, I'm smiling, and, and, and she hasn't looked my way. I felt kind of sad. But I knew there was always next week, because Alpha Course going for about eight to ten weeks, right? So I had time. <laughs> I had time. So next week comes, and I'm due to be actually baptized um, shortly after this Alpha course had gone on. And, and she was really interested. And I got baptized, and, and she said to me, you know, how did your baptism? Oh, no, this was, she was in a circle of, of girls. <laughs> this is a funny one. Because she's in a circle of girls, about four or five girls. But really, I wasn't interested in all the other girls. I just wanted to go in the midst of that circle and chat to this one. So I've gone into this circle and just, hey, how's everyone doing? You know, hey, everyone good, everyone good. Oh, how are you? <laughs> Straight in there. <laughs> and she was kind and gracious. You know, she said, I'm good, I'm good. And we spoke and, and we had a conversation. And the week after, she asked me, um, how was your baptism? And we had a, such a, a long conversation about my baptism. She was so interested in my baptism, and I was so interested in her. <laughs> but I have to be honest. But I tell you what, we started our conversation, and then I asked her out on a date. Then I took her Nando's and bowling. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's the best date, but it was good. 
Yeah? I'm gonna laugh at this one. Lemon chicken for me. That's what I get. I get lemon. I know. You're like, you're like, are you really Caribbean? I'm, I don't know. But listen, we, we, we had a good uh, first date and it built from there. We, we had a conversation and then we had a connection because then we had communion. We, we were able to start sharing thoughts and feelings and she was starting to open up about her life. I opened up about my life and thereby a year and a half later, we got married. And that was all because of a conversation that I had that created a connection and a communion with her. And that's like our prayer life. That's the meaning of prayer. That's what it looks like. You know, if we can adopt this and and look at what it means to pray, we can be persistent. We can be. And I thought it would be lovely if I just showed you some simple steps of what being persistent actually looks like and, and what a day of prayer can look like. So I'm going to look at the process of prayer. That's your next point, the process of prayer. Now, the process of prayer, you're thinking, okay, so this guy, you know, he does youth pastoral work and all these different things. He must pray all the time and, you know, he must have a great prayer life. And I would say that my prayer life is uh, it's okay. It's on point. But I know that for some of you, you may struggle to pray. And I know that. Especially in the dark seasons, actually. You know, praying is difficult. You, you, you say the shortest of prayers, you're like, Lord, help me in this situation. But you can't really muster up anything. And I get that. I've been there. I've been through dark seasons, walking with the Lord and, and trying to pray the best prayers that I can. But it's been difficult. But I know over the time that I've been walking with the Lord that the prayer, my prayer life is my foundation. It's my secure foundation, as was said earlier, the anchor of my faith, Jesus. And the three things that I'd really like to let you guys know is that if you look at your day and you say, okay, so what does my day look like? Where do I put prayer in during my day? Well, the first thing would be say, okay, look at the beginning of the day. What does the, the beginning of the day look like for you? Because this time at the beginning of the day is like really the most important time. It's where you get to spend that real quality time with the Lord. Now, some of you might pray for two minutes a day. Great. But sometimes this devotional prayer might mean, you know, beginning of the day, waking up that little bit earlier and just having that five, ten minutes with God. Because I think it's possible to do that. I think any young person sitting here today can can do that, can adopt that into their lifestyle because there's many things that we have time for, but sometimes we don't have time for prayer. But at the beginning of your day, you could actually incorporate that in and just make a few adjustments to the beginning of your day. And I'm telling you now, the best times I have with God are at the beginning of my day. I make it up early, six in the morning or whatever I do, and I have the most intimate times with God. It wasn't always like that. In my first years of walking with the Lord, I wasn't experiencing God in, in those ways. But as the years have gone on and I've cultivated a relationship with God, I found that the, the awe and intimacy of God has been wonderful. And I've seen God for who he is. He's met with me. There's times of laughter and joy. There's times of, of tears that will flow. But there's a connection with God that replaces, that cannot repl- nothing can replace that connection. I don't want to be without God in my day. And that's why I look at it like this. I don't want to be without God in my day. 
Even during the day, you could think to yourself, so how does that look, Leo? During the day, I'm at school and, and all these different things. I'm at college and so on. But it's just those little prayers. It's the little prayers where you've got an exam or a test that day and you, and you say, Lord, be with me. Give me wisdom as I go into this exam. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's it. Or you've done someone wrong and, and you've said something you shouldn't have said and you know, you've hurt somebody's feelings. But you just say, Lord, I know that what I said there wasn't right. Forgive me of that, Lord. And just, I pray you help me to sort this situation out. In Jesus' name, amen. They're not long prayers. They're not, you know, prayers, you know, for one hour at a time. Just call them bullet prayers if you want to call them that. Quick prayers that are really, God hears every prayer. He hears every prayer. And then from the littlest to the longest, he hears it. And I'm sure that you guys all sitting here, you can do this. Even if we look at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, you're thinking, whoa, Leo, this is a lot of prayer. It's not. Because you're just having conversations, little conversations with, with God throughout the day. You think at the end of the day, I, I've, I've, it's Friday, okay? Who, who here is tired? Oh. Yeah, Lord, give us strength. I'm tired, but God is good. And all the time, amen. At the end of the day, I lie on my bed. And when I rest my head, I just say to God, thank you for my day. Good night, Lord. Amen. It's those little prayers and you think they're not going far or you're thinking God doesn't value those prayers. He really does. And I think this is a simple process that you guys can follow and adopt into your life. I really do. Because it's easy. Oh, finding that quiet time with God, I know it's difficult. I know. Especially we live in a house full of siblings. <laughs> I know that. But you figure it out. You figure out where you can go, where you think that you could be, where it's just you and the Lord. I think that first one there, I think that's a real important part of the day. And I would love to see you guys when you go back and, and every day just trying to do this, trying to be persistent in your prayer life. I, I really feel that God wants that for you. Shall I tell you why God wants that for you? Because he just wants a relationship with you. He loves you so much. Like, he loves you so, so much. He just wants you to speak to him. He does. And he wants to speak back to you. And he has words for you. He has things that he wants to tell you. He has places he wants to send you. He has a destiny and purpose that we've heard about this week for your lives. And your prayer life, it counts for something. That's why I want to encourage you guys just to plug into God. And let him just permeate through your life in a, a different way. And you'll see your roots and your foundations will definitely change. The third point is this. The learning of prayer. Listen to me. Prayer is learnt. We can all learn to pray. When you first give your life to Christ in the beginning, so to speak, your, your prayer life is a bit, as they say, on ropes. 
It's a bit shaky. It's, it's not as you would want it to be. But I'm telling you this. You can learn to pray. And one of the best ways that you can learn to pray and know what it means to be consistent and consistent in prayer is by going to your church's prayer meetings. I'm telling you, we, we have our Friday prayer meetings and I see a, a ton of young people coming along every Friday and I know what they're doing. They're praying the best they can, but what they're doing is they're watching how other people pray. They're looking at other people as role models and saying, I like how he prayed. And they're just looking at it thinking, okay, maybe I can pray in that way. That's a way of cultivating a prayer lifestyle by attending those meetings. And these prayer meetings are so key. Who has prayer meetings at their church? Anyone here? Fantastic. This is, this is, this is massive. If you don't go, let me encourage you to go. Because these prayer meetings are the places where you can learn to pray. You really can. And when you learn to pray, you feel more confident to pray and more consistency will come with that. This next bit I love the best. Because when we learn to pray, if we can learn prayers of adoration, because sometimes I don't want to move away from just adoring and exalting God. I, I just want to say, Lord, you're the creator of the heavens and the earth. I love you. Thank you for saving me, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm saying prayers of adoration to God that, that just exalts his name on high. And God loves it when we tell him that we love him. He loves it when we, 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 we shout prayers of proclamation to him saying who he is and how good he is. That's what God loves. And that's what we need to cultivate in our lives. Prayers of adoration and thanksgiving. When's the last time you, you just thank God for life? <laughs> that you're alive, that you're, you're breathing, that you, you get to wake up every day. <laughs> like David says, you know, I know when I lie down to sleep, Lord, you're with me. <laughs> you're the reason that I can rise in the morning. Amen? That's what God, he wants that from us. Hearts of thankfulness to him. And prayers of repentance. Don't look at that word and think, ooh. That word just means that you, you know that daily we struggle with certain things, right? There are certain sins that you will struggle with. There are certain things that daily you do which you kind of know, maybe that's not the way that I should be living. But every day you come to God and you repent. You say, Lord, forgive me of that and actually help me. Help me. The Lord is my helper. The Bible tells us that the Lord is my helper. He wants to help you guys to overcome those sins and those strongholds that we've heard about this week. He wants to break chains. He wants to bring freedom and release you into all that he has for your lives. Can I get a loud amen? That's what God wants. He wants that for you. And you know what? It's okay to repeat prayers. Prayer repetition, <laughs> it's okay. Keep praying the same prayers. You heard the persistent widow. Oh, she never gave up. The judge even went to the point and said, this woman is crazy. 
I will grant her her request because this girl is driving me mad. So I'll grant her a request so that she just leaves me alone. And she was persistent. She came to, to the judge with her request. And this guy, this judge, he didn't fear God nor man or anything. But you know what? There was justice there. And it was good for her. Because she never gave up. She kept repeating the same prayers. Give me justice against my adversary. Give me justice against my adversary. Lord, help me with my addiction, Lord. Lord, help me with my addictions, Lord. Lord, help me with my addictions, Lord. God wants to hear you repeating prayers over and over again because there will be a day that he will set you free from these things. God is a God of breakthrough. He's a God of justice, a God of reconciliation, a God of forgiveness, and a God of love. And he comes through. He comes through for every one of us. When I think about repeating of prayers, I think about my mum. Love her to bits. Let's call this the persistent mum. Oh, she was persistent. We used to have some arguments back in the day. I'm going to tell you about the boy who was myself. Who before his second birthday, his father committed suicide. And burnt himself with flames and poured petrol over himself and set himself alight. And died. That was the start of my life. And my mom never knew Christ. And neither did I. But then God sent a man. Did you hear that? God sent a man into our lives. And that was my stepfather. And he was a Christian. And he came and he looked after my mom. He looked after me. And he introduced my mom to the Christian faith. And my mom was going through some real dark periods of her life because of the things that she had witnessed with my dad and she had come out of that because Jesus had, had come through for her. And oh yeah, we attended church. We attended church when I was young but I wasn't really that interested in church. And when I got to my teenage years, those were my days where I said, this church thing isn't for me. I tried to hold back from certain things that were happening out there in the world but I succumbed to it in the end and now I got involved in a whole lot of stuff but I, I, I left the church and I wasn't even saved I wasn't a Christian I left the church and, and I'd gone out there and started to, to smoke and drink and, and smoke drugs and I started to deal drugs and all these different things and I, I kind of gone a different path now and, and in the background my mom was praying she always used to say to me, I'm praying for you. I remember even before when, when I got sort of kicked out for a while because I was going down a really bad road and, and she'd always say, I'm praying for you. And, and she would be praying and, and, and behind the scenes for a number of years and I was getting involved in so much stuff, class A drugs and, you know, girls everywhere and all these different things. And, and life was kind of crazy. I had dark moments in my life where I felt depression and so on. And in the background still, my mum was praying for her son to come home 
Years and years passed by and 17 years passed by and then something happened and the son who she was praying for just woke up and said one day that he wanted to attend church. And he visited that church. I, I visited that church that my mom goes to and that church that I'm still in now. And I went there and I sat down knowing that actually my mom's been praying for me for years. And I sat down in this service and I was going to give my life to Christ and was waiting for the altar call. I kind of felt God pulling me and calling me to himself. I never heard from God before. And I sat down and waited for the altar call. But it never came. And I was going to go home carry on with my life as it was, living recklessly. But God's love is more reckless than mine. <laughs> he won't let me go in that moment. Oh gosh, I feel emotional right now. When I stood up, the Holy Spirit came upon me. I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. didn't know who that was. The Holy Spirit came upon me and I was overcome in tears. Tears were flowing out of my eyes. Every time I tell this story, it's like God's coming in that moment just to, rem just to remind me of his goodness and his love and his grace over my life, which is over every one of your lives. And he came and I was crying uncontrollably. I couldn't control the tears coming from my eyes so much so I couldn't really see too far in front of me. It was deep. And I saw my mum... <laughs> Remember the, the praying mum, the persistent mum? I saw her sitting down there in her seat. And like a little child, I kind of felt I was like four years old again. I walked over to her like, I, I felt like a baby. But you know when God says, come like a child? Yeah, that's how I felt. And I walked down the stairs because we're based in the cinema, right? So I walked down the stairs and I've gone to my mum. I tapped her on the shoulder. I felt like a child. My daughter, I've got a daughter now. But, you know, when she says, Daddy, Daddy, can we go to the park? And I felt like that. Mum, Mummy, can we go and pray? So we went and saw the pastor of the church. And I remember him grabbing my hand and just pulling me to the side. It was kind of like, get over here. I was like, oh. And we prayed the prayer of repentance and in that moment I was free I was free whom the sun sets free is free indeed and I was free all the chains all the shackles all the things that had held me down all the my, my life was it had no purpose no meaning to it but in that moment I knew I'm gonna be okay and from that day my whole life, it changed because of my mom, because of the prayers. <laughs> Six months later, I was asked to become a youth leader at my church. Imagine that. The guy who dealt drugs and did all these different things, they're asking me to be a youth leader. Whoa. A year and a half later, I get married, and, and then a year after that, I have a daughter, and then things just start going crazy. Nine years passes by, and, and life has just moved at a different pace, but I know it's because of the prayers, the persistent prayers of my mom. And that's why I say, <laughs> life can change. You can change other people's lives but you can also change the course of your own destiny through persistent prayer. 
I just want to honour my mum. Can we give my mum a, a massive round of applause? And you know what? It might sound crazy, but can we give God the loudest round of applause? Because he is worthy. He is worthy. He is good. He is good. I don't know how life would have turned out if God didn't send that man who I now call dad into our lives. He was praying to meet a wife, forgot to tell you that, persistently. Oh, he saw my mom and was like, like with me when I saw my wife, and he was like, ooh, <laughs> she looks good. And you know what? He pursued her, and I thank God for it. Oh, I went through some dark times. I, I experienced a lot in my life, but God worked it out for his glory. It's not, this is God's story, not, not mine. It's God's story. And I know that your destinies, believe me, your destinies, I believe even this moment as I'm speaking, I believe that your destinies are changing. I really feel that. I feel there's a shift of mindsets right now where your destinies are changing, where your prayer life is going to change. Not because of what I've said, but because of what God is doing in you. And because of the closeness and that you want to feel and the awe and intimacy that you want from God. You want him. When the Bible says, seek him with all my heart and you will find him. You will find him. Ask and it will be given to you. Yeah? Seek him and you'll find him. Knock and the door will be open to you. And I know that God, he wants to meet with you in such a special, special way. The most intimate way. When I look in the big tent, I see people there crying and experiencing God and, and just laughing and all these different things. I know something's happening to them in that moment. Your prayer lives are going to change. I really feel that. Your prayer lives are going to change today. I really feel that. And I'm praying over you that God will change your lives for his glory. That even as you leave, <laughs> you just feel compelled to, to pray and to spend some time with the Lord. Because there's nothing like it. The Bible says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing giving thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. That's the key line. Be persistent in your prayer and watch God move like never before. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I'd just like to get you guys to close your eyes in this moment for me, please. I just feel that that these three prayer points that I, I spoke about, 
prayers of adoration, prayers of thanksgiving, and prayers of repentance is something I feel the Lord wants to do, wants us to do right now. And where I've said prayers of adoration, are you <laughs> declaring the goodness of God and, and, and letting him know who he is and, and letting him know your love for him? I, I want to encourage anyone here. Uh, first of all, I want to invite the Holy Spirit to come. 